Swanston Gazette acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land on which the RMIT studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. The Swanston Gazette also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches. Hello everyone and welcome to Swanston Rundown coming to you live from CineHQ. How was everyone's week? It was busy. It was nice weather and now it's miserably cold today, which is classic Melbourne, but mm. I'm very excited to be here with Adam and Alicia. Likewise, I like a lot about the city, the nightlife, the sport, but the weather is um, its not a great relationship I have. It's very temperamental. So what are the headlines today, Alicia? So the Victorian government will raise the age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 12. Hundreds of common medicines will soon become cheaper as millions of Australians will be able to buy two months' worth of medicine for the price of a single prescription. The Queensland Government will decriminalise sex work after an independent commission found that it would reduce stigma and safeguard workers' rights. The Season 2 trailer for HBO Max's Sex in the City and Just Like That reboot has been revealed by Sarah Jessica Parker on her Instagram page today. Featuring returning cast members and new storylines, the show is set to be released this June. Florence Pugh was just announced as the new face of Valentino for Valentino Garavani Rockstar 2023 campaign, photographed by Stephen Mizell. A national ban on, on the Nazi salute and insignia would help prevent far-right radicalisation, says the Australian Security Intelligence Organisation. The season two trailer for HBO Max's Sex in the City and Just Like That reboot has been revealed by Sarah Jessica Parker on her Instagram page today. Featuring returning cast members and new storylines, the show is set to be released this June. Florence Pugh was just announced as the new face of Valentino for Valentino Garavani Rockstar 2023 campaign, photographed by Stephen Mizell. I think um, especially that top uh, line definitely stands out for me a lot, like the criminal responsibility one. Cause that's, and I think there's I mean, probably a bit of controversy with that. Yeah, definitely. I think that lots of people were lobbying for it to go to 14 instead of 12, but the government decided not to go that high. I think there's um, pros and cons, but I think the government's definitely put a lot of uh, trust and hope in like the funding through youth programs. And I think we can mm. see that. Like, these people, like if a person goes to juvenile hall, that's basically seen to be almost like a pathway to the adult prisons. If you keep them out, keep them in the community, encourage them to change their behaviour, then hopefully they can make that change before it gets to the age where they're like 16, 17, and if you're going down that path, you're setting yourself up for a really difficult life or a life that is definitely influenced by crime. Definitely. My favourite news headline was that season two of Sex and the City is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the biggest headline of the week. It's like Frank Ocean from last week. Yeah, always... yeah, definitely. This one's a standout for me. Um, so much controversy around it because people hated the new reboot. But you know what? Aiden's back. And if you are a Sex and the City fan like me, we know Aiden being back is just... Music to my ears. So, yeah, that was my headline. Isn't one of the... Um, sorry to interrupt. Isn't one of the um, actresses uh, refusing to come on? Yeah, our girl um, who played Samantha, she and Sarah Jessica Parker, unfortunately, do not have a great relationship, apparently. Oh. So she's decided to not renew the contract for And Just Like That, which is the reboot. And you know what? Without Samantha, it's not Sex in the City. So... Sad TV show without a. I'm just impressed that I knew that pop culture reference. That was very. I feel like the more we're hanging out, you're starting to pick up on these things. Uh, Your information, you know, is definitely rubbing off me. I'm radiating pop culture and fashion towards you. Exactly. Now I just need the. I'm liking this brown on you. It's quite lovely. What can I say? From the bargain bin of surf diving ski. Little plug for them. Yeah, you do love your surf diving ski. Yeah. Is it the tan or the sunburn? I'm not too sure. It might be the sunburn, but (laughs) we'll we'll look past it. So our central issue that we'll be focusing on on the Swanson Rundown this week is the vaping epidemic. At least you've done a bit of research of it. What are, what are your thoughts? We all know lots of people who vape, but I think not everyone knows that vaping isn't actually legal. 
So, in Australia, it's illegal to sell, supply, or possess an e-cigarette or any liquid that contains nicotine in it without a doctor's prescription. But suppliers have been getting around this by removing nicotine from the ingredients list, even though their products contain it. With a booming black market to purchase vapes, colourful packaging and soft regula- regulations that are difficult to enforce, Health Minister Mark Butler said the vaping problem has spiralled out of control. So, New Zealand actually has a very different approach than Australia around vaping. People don't need a prescription to get their hands on an e-cigarette with nicotine. Instead, people over the age of 18 can buy them at local convenience stores. Corner shops and petrol stations can offer a limited variety of flavours. Menthol, mint and tobacco and specialty stores are allowed to sell a greater range. Isn't that literally what Australia does though? But they're doing it legally. Yeah, so I think also a big difference, like... If you are under age, like under the age of eighteen in Australia, and you go to buy a vape, like people will not card you. Like, wow. See, I've I've been carded. Yeah. Mm. I'm can... happy to say that I do. I dabbled in it. <laughs> so it's interesting to see that New Zealand's going down that path. Yeah. Well, actually, that's that's the thing. So some health officials have praised New Zealand's dramatic drop in smokers, attributed to its world first legislation to wipe out smoking in the next generation. But the easy switch to e-cigarettes shouldn't be something to applaud, others say. Yeah, it's so interesting because it literally, as we were literally just talking about this before the episode, back 2020, it was like buying a vape was so like you, you didn't do it, you did it very secretively, like it wasn't a big thing. And now I'm walking down the street and there's a massive shop. What's it called? Cereal Vapist. Yeah. Which very controversial name for very starters. Very interesting name. Right on the middle, next to Melbourne. On Mel- like literally in Melbourne. In Central. Melbourne. <laughs> it's almost in Melbourne Central. Yeah. And it's literally just like vapes. It. And like same, I've gone into like suburbs, and it's like vape store. And it's like is is did did Melbourne legalize this? Like when when did yeah. this happen? And it used to be very underground. Like yeah, vape sellers would not show you a yeah. list of their vapes unless you asked because it was very like evading in, officials. But now it, there's just no. Yeah, no in, care. in Adelaide, um, which is where I'm from, I know people who've had to, you can only buy it with cash. You can't buy it with cards so that they can't track them. Yep. I don't know if that's the case, but it's just crazy how everything's changing now. Yeah. And it is, like, it is 100% an epidemic. What do you have on your fashion stories for the week? I have a few. This morning, actually this morning, we've had some really big news. So Tom Ford, who is a really famous fashion designer, I'm saying this as I look over to Adam, um, what a great bloke. He's nodding. <laughs> he's, he's nodding. Yeah, it's like Penguins of Madagascar. Give us a nice smile. It's like the yeah. smile and wave. That's kind of smile me wave, boys. When it comes to anything fashion related. Yes. Um, so Tom Ford bids farewell to his brand with a retrospective final collection. So designer Tom Ford has released his final collection for his brand, Tom Ford, uh, following its sale to Estee Lauder last fall. So the autumn winter 2023 collection features reissued versions from some of Ford's greatest hits throughout the past 13 years including pieces from YSL and Gucci. Um, and if you are a fashion lover like me, you'll know that Tom Ford pretty much reinvented Gucci and their brand back in the, I think it was the late 90s. Uh, the campaign for this most re- recent retrospective was shot by Stephen Klein, which features models such as Joan Smalls, Karen Elson and Amber Valletta. They were posing in glass boxes as a suit clad, Ford walks past and in a video the models are dressed all in black mourning the designer while Elson sings an aria in black lace. So 
Right now, it's actually unclear what Ford's next move will be, but according to the New York Times, bets are on Peter Hawkins, the brand's menswear designer, to take his place. I personally think that Tom Ford's going to really go into his philanthropical side. Um, I know he partners with Anna Winter all the time to do initiatives. He was also on the board for the CDFA Fashion Fund, which helped you know fashion designers be funded by Vogue. Um, for them to create their own brands. So I think he's really going to step into more of this, you know, charity side, which I think is really exciting. But, yeah, what do you guys think? Do you guys know a lot about Tom Ford? Do I have to do another rundown on him as a person? Or <laughs> I think it's interesting that, like, Tom Ford is giving away his own brand. Like, that's your name. That's your name, that's a, yeah. It's a risk. Like, if everything goes downhill, like, it is. your name is still plastered over everything. I feel like the best way I can kind of think about it, um, from a person not very fashion aware, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when George Lucas has kind of sold Star Wars to Disney. Yeah, for sure. You're kind of selling your reputation. Like, you you are this brand. Mm-hmm. You are That brand is you. That's what your life work is. Mm. And now you're kind of making that decision to give that brand away into someone else, into a, not a stranger's, but kind of like an associate's It's control. your baby and you're giving yeah. it away. It's I so love the analogy. I love the analogy because I was actually just thinking, like, I forget that Disney still does. Like, I will still watch, like, you know, random things like, you know, The Rebels, Bad Batch, you know, all of that. I and I'm that. like, I'm like, oh, George Lucas. I'm like, oh, my God, he didn't do this. I'm like, this is <laughs> Disney. Like, this doesn't feel right. But, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, Tom Ford was legendary, like, massive, massive in the 90s as well. He's done some incredible things. And... I know that Anna Wintour is the same in the sense, like, we all know Anna Wintour, you know, editor-in-chief of Vogue, you know, big, big fashion person. But she doesn't want to be remembered for her fashion presence. She actually wants to be remembered for a charitable side. You know, they donate so much money to these causes. Like, Mm. the Met Gala, everyone's like, pretty dresses, big fashion event. They raise so much money for the Met Gala to keep funding for the costume department. And, like, it's insane that these massive events can raise this much money and awareness. And they've done initiatives for COVID. Like, they did, you know, the CDFA was started because of 9-11 from you know 9-11 ruined new york fashion week as well as it did many many lives and from that it corrupted the fashion industry and they came up with all these different initiatives and i think it'll be really interesting to see this different divergence into that all right so do we know who sophia richie is i'm looking at you adam uh yeah she was definitely a bit of a childhood crush of mine that was for sure Okay, so again, I think we're talking about the wrong Sophia Ritchie. So we're talking. So that's Nicole Ritchie from oh, The Simple Life. Oh. You were actually on the right track, though. I was the halfway. Sister. I got, I got, you were, th- you were the there. It's the sister. Yeah, so she's the younger one. So Lionel Ritchie's child. Um, so she's just got married to a billionaire. Um, his dad owns Universal Music, so pretty big name. Um, I think they're going to be the new it couple. Move over, Hayley Bieber and Justin. You guys are done. This is their time. This is their time to shine. Sophia wore three beautiful Chanel dresses for her rehearsal dinner ceremony and after party, whilst Elliot wore a Ralph Lauren suit for the rehearsal dinner, a Tom Ford tuxedo, and for the wedding day. So we had the likes of Cameron Diaz, Benji Madden, Paris Hilton, Nicole Ritchie, just among some of the most famous names. The couple got engaged in April 2022, and now we have Sophia Ritchie in her classic old money era. She's going to be slaying these outfits for the rest of her life, and I'm so excited to see her become the new it girl. Mm. So now, talking with all of my amazing fashion news, let's go into something I'm know so much about let's go into sports news oh lovely my time to shine all right if you want to know the one piece of celebrity gossip i do know this week i saw that uh, millie bobby brown got um engaged well done adam <laughs> very, <laughs> very very proud she did at the age of 19 yeah bloody that's hell. crazy bloody hell imagine us 
I don't I want to. I think it's more you know. common in America. Mm. A, a lot of people are saying, look, she's been in the Hollywood light since she was a little, little girl, and apparently that matures you a lot. So maybe she has the maturity of a 30-year-old. We don't know. But yes, um, congratulations yeah. to the happy maybe couple. Maybe she'll be on the podcast next week and we can oh, yeah. ask her. All True. I know is that the world does not need more, any more Adam Millers for the next decade or more. So I think uh, congrats to her, but I think I'm very happy being single Pringle. <laughs> Anyways, um, enough about my adventures. That is for Sunday on the Naughty Root Show. <laughs> Moving on to sport. Hawks captain James Sisley has apologised for comments he made regarding the rumours that Tasmania will become home to the 19th AFL team. On RSN, Sisley expressed his doubts that the Tasmanian team would be able to hold on to players due to the isolation of Tasmania's location and, I quote, the apparent lack of things to do. Interesting. Do you agree with that statement, Adam? North Melbourne, St Kilda and Hawthorne have all played games in there. Across yeah. Yeah. At least three or four gun seasons, and they always sell their crowds. They get big crowds, no matter how yeah. the things are going. I think it's time, honestly. I think why not? Let's have a Tasmanian footy. Can't be a national t- a national competition if the if this yeah. the one island is missing a team. I agree. I agree, and I think Tasmania like the lack of things to do. Like no, there is millions of things to do. Mm. It's about what you're interested in. Like yeah, there isn't you know exactly yeah. If you're looking for a life in the mountains. Go move for to it. Tasmania. Also, I it's not that far away from Melbourne. Like, I know, everyone makes it as if it's like it's not even part of Australia. I don't know how long f- I've caught the spirit of Tasmania. Oh, the oh, spirit. Maybe we'll be seeing all the footy players. They're doing on their the spirit of Tassie. Yeah, <laughs> they'll yeah. be in those little bunk rooms. Yeah, like. Uh, to be honest, I think uh, Tassie's closer to Melbourne than Melbourne Airport is to Melbourne. <laughs> oh yeah, my probably. god, let's. Like, what is going on with this? It takes me. It's longer for me to drive to the airport than to catch my flight to Adelaide. It's mm. insane. But and anyways. we to move to the West. And airport yeah. parking as well. Oh, God. That's a whole situation yeah. any altogether. Issues have plagued the competition's two new teams, Gold Coast and GWS, since they entered the competition in 2012 and 2013, respectively. Both teams have lost a- A-list players to Melbourne sides in particular, and there are concerns from some in the community that this could affect the Tasmanian team as well. Sicily apologised tonight through social media channels, saying the comments were made flippantly and do not reflect his views of Tasmania or Tasmanians. So is this like a culture issue? Is that what we're saying that news tides don't have like the, the, the culture to keep, retain players? I think or it's kind of it like. Sorry, you say that, and I'll speak. <laughs> My bad. But you guys okay. are so rude to each other. I know. <laughs> okay. Um. So is this like a team culture issue, or is this more of a location issue? Like, why are the players going? I Do think it's personally, from what I see, I think it's um, Sicily. I don't think they came with any malice. It wasn't like, I hate Tasmania, I hate Tasmanians. I think they've all got two heads. Far, like, I feel like we're trying to make it as if it's like going to Antarctica. Like, you poor people. Like, God, I'm from Adelaide. Still <laughs> nothing to do there. Like, hey, so- Rumble Mall, Rumble Mall. Rundle Mall. Rundle Mall, the mall's balls. Um, yeah, wow, <laughs> guys. It's pretty much like Burke Street. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is our, that's our pride and joy right there. I think it goes without saying <laughs> that the captain and club will look to put the fiasco behind them as they look to take on Alicia's uh, doggies uh, this Saturday at uh, Marvel. Yeah. My tips are suffering so much this year, so Alicia, I'm very, ho- I'm very much hoping that your boys get up, that's for sure. What are your other news stories for the week? From our national game to the beautiful game, the semi-finals of the Champions League, Europa League and Conference League have been finalised. In the third tie Conference League, English side will face off against Dust Outfit, AZ Alkmaar, while Italian Fiorentina will take on Swiss side Basel. We stay in Italy for the Europa League, our six-time champion Sevilla take on the old lady in Juventus, while Bundesliga side Bayer Leverkusen takes on Jose Mourinho's AS Roma. Italy's domination of the semi-finals extends to the Champions League, with rivals AC Milan and Inter Milan playing off in one semi, while Man City and defending champions Real Madrid play in the other. 
And now time for my favourite news story of the week, the biggest news story of the week. Turning to the sport of the more grassy variety, the top of the table, Blackburn Cacophobics, will tonight return to action in Section 5 of the Blackburn District Night Tennis Association Open Division. The Cacophobics started the season with seven straight wins and will to rebound from a narrow loss against North City last time out. Led by the inspirational Adam Miller. Mm, interesting, that's why it's his favourite story. <laughs> Roger Federer is asking me for lessons, what can I say? Oh, right. Blackburn will look to make a back-to-back wins against Willis Hill to... Blackburn will look to make a back-to-back wins against Willis Hill tonight after counting them convincingly in the first meeting earlier this year. And that is all for sport. Entertaining as always. Nice. Well, the only thing I can say that I know about the soccer stories was I'm a massive Ted Lasso fan. So I feel like when he's talking about them, I know what I'm talking about, but I only can recognise West Ham. So that's all I can say about sports. (laughs) Go go sports. (laughs) Go sports. Go soccer. Love that. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys learned some new things and we will be back here next week on Spotify and tell all your friends about us and check out our Instagram page.